always be sharpening your sales and marketing skills, whether you're a one-man show or whether you have a team. If you can master consistent marketing channels one by one, not all at the same time. So what I mean by that is like, if you can get really good at mail, make that extremely profitable and do it consistently over time, and then you can move on to the next marketing channel, might be Google ads or calling or texting. If you can just nail and scale your marketing channels and your marketing skills, you'll predictably have leads every single day in your business mm-hmm. for you or your team to you know, serve. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. So today we are going to be interviewing an investor who started investing right out of college. While most people were uh, drinking and partying, and staying up late, our guest today actually was aspiring to be a real estate investor. What's awesome is that Greg has been in the business for a few short years and now has built a close to seven-figure operation with a super, super small overhead, high profit margin business that requires very little of Greg's time. So I'm so excited for today's episode. You're going to love Greg. He actually has become uh, kind of a friend of mine. And so I am just super excited to have him. But before we jump into today's episode, you know, I always love to kick it off with good news. And so today I'm going to swipe it out of one of our Facebook groups. And today's first piece of good news comes from Brandy Pollock. And I love this, Brandy. Thank you for posting. He says, my son, Luke, closed his first wholesale deal last week and he locked up his first novation today. Anyway, I think actually Luke is also in college, which is really, really cool. (laughs) And following in dad's footsteps. So that is awesome. Knowledge is power. We got another one today, which uh, from Michael McDonald says, accepted an all-cash 10-day close offer today on a novation for $80,000 above our contract price three days after the house went on the market. The best part is the house is in the middle of nowhere. We got a little trend going on with novation. So thank you, Michael, for posting that. And then we got one more from Damien. And this one is, is my favorite, right? It says, the deal that I had under contract last time I commented on this post got sold, big win that paid off all of mine and my wife's credit card debt. And then there's a little bit of a, a little uh, tear emoji. So geez, awesome, Damien. You know, that's my favorite one. So I've told the story about my wife and I, when I did my first like really, really big deal right during the recession, ironically, it was innovation and uh, we made about 70, $80,000. And that was like the game changer that really changed our life. So let's jump into today's episode. Today's guest, Greg Helbeck. Greg, Nice to have you on the show, my man. Dude, I'm excited to be here because I'm a frequent listener. So thank you for having me. So Greg, do us a favor in, uh, I I don't know, maybe two minutes or less. Tell us your story. How did you get started in real estate? And again, let's keep it brief and then let's get right into the meat of the episode. Absolutely. So long story short, I was, uh, before I went to college, I was a hockey player, wanted to play in the pros, didn't work out. I got a lot farther than I thought. So I ended up back in community college after that uh, first venture failed. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was 20 years old, kind of felt like a loser a little bit going to community college living with my parents back Mm -hmm. in New York. And I went to a seminar. My friend got a message about like a free seminar in town, went to a seminar and they were talking about double closing properties. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know what they were talking about. The gist of it was like, you can use someone else's money to buy a property from a seller 
and make these big checks. And I had no money at the time. And I remember looking back at my two friends who went with me and I said, I don't care if you guys don't want to do this. I am going to do this. And that was like my breaking point. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my career. Ended up signing up for like the next step or whatever. It was like $2,000. And me and my buddy split it 50-50. And ever since then, you know, I've been a full-time real estate investor. So it's been uh, almost seven years now, which is crazy how time flies. That's that. So let's go back to that a little bit, right? Because, you know, you're living at home, right? You're feeling yeah. like a, a loser living with mommy and daddy, right? She's folding yes. that. The, you're still folding your underwear. <laughs> well, I wasn't doing that. She, my mom was doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You know, about, yeah. So, you know, you went to the summer. Tell us a little bit like the emotion you're going through, right? Because, you know, it's real. I, I noticed a pattern, right? So sometimes you, I mean, sometimes you hear about these real estate investors like going to Harvard or Yale and, and, you know, working with private hedge funds or something like that, right? But it's like this from the outside, from the outside, it looks like kind of like you are, headed towards underachievement. Does that yes. make sense? Right. How to, yeah. if I had to put it that, that best way. Right. Yes. So your friends now, maybe some of them are going to college, right. Getting quote unquote real jobs. Right. Yes. Let's get back into that breaking point. You know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but were you curious? Were you hungry? Were you dying for a change? Did you lose the girl? You know, it, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be, you know, but I just, I, was there any kind of event of, of something where it kind of just threw you to that, that workshop? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And I like how you're kind of peeling the layers back because I wanted to be a hockey player so bad and I was really good, but I wasn't good enough to play in the NHL. Like I played at a really high level, but Mm -hmm. that first dream ended for me. And that's my whole, that was my whole identity. I wanted to be a winner through hockey. And when that came to a screeching halt, I felt like I was back to square one living with my parents. And I saw all my other friends who I went to high school with, they're away at college. Like you said, they're going to the good schools. I didn't have the best grades. So now I'm sitting in my hometown, going to community college. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to make money. Like I always wanted to be successful. Like my parents were middle-class, so we weren't poor, but we weren't like thriving financially. Yeah. And I never wanted money to be a reason why I could not do something. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'd like to go on that vacation, but ugh, I don't have the yeah. money for that. Like I wanted money to be out of the question. So I could do whatever I wanted with my life. So when I was in that point, especially in like a vulnerable situation where I was at community college with a lot of kids who were legit underachievers who had no ambition, I didn't want to be one of them. So I started reading. And then, like I said, I got into the real estate game and I had, here's the thing, Todd, I had, I had nothing to lose at that point. Like I had no assets. There was no balance sheet, no net worth, like none of that. So I was like, if I want to start right now, this is the time to do it because I have all this free time. And this is the time to make these serious moves because, you know, when I'm 25, 26, 27, right. you know, if I do the work now, I'll set myself up to where I can, you know, get wealthy and I'll have a big head start over all the other kids who are my age, who were, you know, just goofing right. off and not making the right choices. So I just knew that was a good opportunity. And I wanted to, you know, make the most of my time and, and make the most of my right. days and not just sit around and, and be, you know, aimless with my, my right. time. So let me ask you this, Greg, let's get right into the meat of this. So let us, let's talk about your first deal. All right. You went to the workshop, sure. you're hungry because yeah. this is where the rubber meets the road, right? Yeah. How did you get the first deal? Let's, I mean, that's what everyone listening to this podcast wants yeah. to know. I'll never forget it, Todd. So I was putting out bandit signs. That was my marketing method of choice. <laughs> oh man, brutal. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll explain what a bandit sign is. Okay. A bandit signs. If you see something, you know, a yellow sign on the side of the road that says we buy houses, right? Sometimes they're handwritten. Sometimes they're not right. Um, so Greg, tell us uh, the bandit signs, actually like the pain process through that. Yeah. So I had no money 
So I had to get really, really creative. So I was putting bandit signs on a, like a chase discover card or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this is going to work. Here's a big tip too. So you can put out bandit signs once and hope you get a deal. But right. I had a system designed. This is a long time ago where I said every Friday night, I'm going to put these signs out. And I had this whole area mapped out. Like I knew it so well. Every Friday night, I'd put these signs out. And then on Sunday afternoon, I'd pick them up because the sign police wouldn't bust my chops on the weekend. So every single Friday night, I was putting these bandit signs out. Mm -hmm. And I was doing this for months and months and months. And I had this head thought going on. I was like, you know what? Right now, I might not be making money in real estate because I'm new and I got to learn these skills. But over time, this effort is going to pay off. So long story short, after like six months of doing it, I got this call from a lady in Poughkeepsie, which is like uh, like an hour from where I grew up. Great city. Like we do really well in that city to this day. But uh, she's like, Hey, I got this property and I have my daughter living in there and she's not paying rent. And there's like this, like her boyfriend's living with her. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of in a rough neighborhood. And she's like, I want to sell it as is. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a motivated seller. So I showed up to her house with another uh, investor who I met who was more successful than me at the time. And I said, Hey, let's do this deal together. I said, I can get the seller to sell to me. You just got to help me with the attorney process and selling it. Cause I was, tw- I was literally 20 years old. Like mm-hmm. I, like I looked like a little kid. Right. And um, you know, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So long story short, we got the, I forgot the numbers, but we got the property, I think in like the low one hundreds and we ended up wholesaling it out. We made $10,000. That was our first deal. And I remember physically going to that. I actually drove by the closing attorney's office like two weeks ago when I was back there, I was on my way somewhere else. And I remember sitting in the closing table and I like couldn't believe I was actually in a closing because I heard all of this like, oh my God, you go to the closing office and you get your check. And, all, and I, it seemed like fake to me because I hadn't done a deal yet. Right. And I remember I got a check for $5,000, went back to my parents after the deal closed. And it was like a pretty easy wholesale deal for the most part. And I showed the check and I said, listen, you thought I was crazy and I am crazy, but here, this is proof. This is a deal. I made money in reals because they saw me working my butt off. Yeah. And they were like, is this, cause they're not entrepreneurs. Like, is this kid like going to do it? Like they saw the effort yeah. and when they saw the cash, you know, it wasn't a lot of money. Well, at the time it was, they were like, oh my gosh, you did it. You actually did a deal. And like, right. they were proud of me. I didn't need their validation. Like I knew I was going to be successful, but it was just cool to show them like, Hey, like this is actually starting to pay off. And I had some money now to start to, you know, grow the business uh, yeah. over time. So that's interesting. So my next but, question is how long did it take you to move out from mommy and daddy's house after that? Ah, uh, that's a good question. So let's see. Started in fifteen. Didn't really. I like, started in late two thousand fifteen. So twenty sixteen is when I started marketing aggressively. Yeah. By twenty eighteen, I was in San Diego. Okay. That was twenty. It took me two years. I saved some money up and started doing like virtualized the business, so I didn't yeah. have to physically get the houses. Uh huh. So I saved some cash up and then moved right out to your neighborhood. You know, I love. By the way, if anyone's listening to that, I'm, I'm talking about mommy and daddy, and I joke around about that. But if you were listening to this and you're a college student and you're working your tail off right? And, yeah. or if you need to get involved in this business and you have to move in, and I always joke around this with mommy and daddy, you know, it, cause sometimes it's like, you have to swallow your pride, right. And, and make that happen and save money. You could dump all of that money into marketing, right? So, um, you know, it's a way that you can get really resourceful, right. And swallow your pride and make that ha- happen. You know, obviously it's different if you're 40 than if you're 20, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Hey, you got it. If you're 40 and you got to do it, Hey, you got to do what you got to do. So, uh, Greg, that is amazing. So thank you for sharing. So now tell us, you know, a little bit about what your business looks like today, right? You've, you, you've done deals. Hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, by the way, a win is a win. $5,000 is huge. 
it beats working for a living. And I always encourage, you know, the, the, the bigger deals really, really move the needle. But what does the business look like today? And how did you get from there, right, to now doing this business that's close to doing seven figures? Yeah. So what happened over time was I started to slowly get good at marketing and the sales process. Right. That's what I really focused on. So uh-huh. now I have a small team. They actually are all virtual. It's pretty funny. Like we, none of us live in the same city. Right. And we do five to seven deals a month. So we don't do crazy volume, but we do relatively big deals. And a lot of that I did learn from Utah. So thank you. So about, I would say 60% of our business right now is we are doing wholesale deals. We're doing some novations. And then the other 40%, I'm either keeping in my own rental portfolio or I'm doing a fix and flip. Okay. So I really look at the deal now, like as like, you know, the the three of us are like on the team, Mm -hmm. we look at like, okay, how much can we make wholesaling this property right now? And how difficult is that going to be? Or what can we make if we take this thing down and do a fix and flip, which I've done a lot of those. And then we look at the rental side and like, listen, I have rentals now. I didn't start buying them for the first five years of my career. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I'd love to keep every house as a rental, but really the numbers don't work a lot of the time. So That's 60%. We are doing just wholesale deals. And then the other half we'll do either keep as rentals or we'll do a fix and flip. And we're doing all this though remotely. So we don't go on physical appointments. There's nothing wrong with physical appointments, um, but we've kind of developed our process to be able to do it virtually where we'll send notaries and we'll send people out there to take pictures. And um, you know, I want to do the volume I'm doing now. So but Greg, I by the way, I've talked about this in the podcast, but if someone's brand new, yeah. right? Because yeah. you said something that I really like. Yeah. And, you know, you're locking up people like, how can you lock up houses over the phone? You know, like virtually, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you talked about the notary. So let's dig into oh, like, yeah. what, is, like, what is that? You know, first of all, some people might not even know what a notary is. I don't want to take that for granted, right? But what do you hire a notary to do a real estate deal? I mean, that, that sounds kind of <laughs> weird, right? I mean, you know, explain to us. And I know I've talked about it in the show yeah. before, but I think it's really yeah, good yeah. coming from you. Before we end today's episode, I just want to invite you to a special replay of a live training that Todd Toback and Brent Daniels did recently on Novations. In the training, they shared exactly what Novations are and why Novations are not only one of the best kept secrets in real estate, but also one of the most powerful and potentially most important tools that you need right now to have in your arsenal in this changing market. To view this training, head over to NovationsTraining.com. That is Novations, N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S, Training.com. Put in your information and let Todd and Brent show you this incredible method for not only surviving in this new market, but also prospering in this new market. One more time, that is NovationsTraining.com. And if you are interested in learning directly from Todd, his strategies, his methods for doing these kinds of deals and having him personally mentor you on how to implement Novations into your real estate business, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com. That is NovationsBootCamp.com. There is currently a waiting list uh, for this, but I believe he will be opening up the program again sometime in November. There are quite a few people on that list. Obviously, a lot of smart wholesalers know that this is the future, so they want to be ahead of the curve. So to get on that wait list, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com and enter your information, and they will let you know when the program opens up again. All right, let's get back into the episode. So what you do, uh, let's say you're doing a deal and it's not in your local market and Mm -hmm. you want the seller to feel comfortable. 
you can send them a DocuSign and that's 70% of them will pretty much do that, which is just an electronic signature. Mm -hmm. But the balance of those sellers, you know, they might be older, they might not be tech savvy. So you can actually take your purchase contract and you can have a a mobile notary, like on 123notary.com, you just type in your zip code Mm -hmm. and a mobile notary will take that document. They'll drive out to the seller's house. Right. And they'll get the seller. They'll actually explain the contract to the seller because a lot of them really they know real estate deals. And you can get the seller to um, sign that contract through the notary, which will also get notarized, which validates it even more. Mm-hmm. And then you know you can pretty much lock deals up, you know, physically without having to be there. So the notary can pretty much do all the signing work for you for like eighty bucks or whatever. And um, you can make a lot of the sellers who might not be tech savvy comfortable with signing agreements when they're not physically meeting the actual buyer. So that's that's what I kind of use it for uh, if needed. Right. Awesome. And I love that because sometimes you're right, they're like an in-person salesperson for you, yeah. right? I mean, they don't work for you. You don't yeah. have to pay them hourly. You pay them a flat fee for getting the signature. The crazy thing is that I've had, Greg, is that sometimes if they don't even get the signature, they don't even charge you. Right. Yeah. Which you don't want to do too many of those because then you'll lose them. Um, so sometimes this. you want to pay them anyway. But that yeah. that is phenomenal, Greg. So someone listening to this, this, I mean, this is awesome. So you went from living with mom and dad to going out there doing a bandit signs, which is a very cheap form of marketing. It's heavy labor, but hey, you did it, right? So what are you doing right now for marketing? How do you find most of your deals right now, Greg? Yes, love it. I like marketing. That's like my favorite part of business. Mm-hmm. So bread and butter is direct mail. Okay. Um, we can get into details on that if you want. I'll just tell you the channels and then we can kind of go deep wherever mm-hmm. you want. So direct mail, Google ads, second favorite text message marketing. Mm-hmm. And then the other channel, the fourth channel that we really lean heavy on is other investors. So joint ventures with other investors mm-hmm. in the market, like preferably new investors who don't right. know what, because New York is really difficult. So new investors is like been, we've gotten some of our biggest deals actually this year from other investors, just bringing us right. their deals that we partner with them on, whether I'm buying it and fixing, flipping it and paying them a wholesale fee or we're wholesaling it together. Right. But in terms of paid marketing, direct mail and Google ads are really where we're getting a lot of our traction. Okay. And, and those are the best leads, I, I believe. Okay. And then any favorite list you want to share? Yes, absolutely. So this, this is going to surprise people. My favorite list is an absentee owner list where they've owned the property for 15 years, where they have like 50% equity. Like nothing crazy, no secret lists, like nothing like that people would, I guess, expect. But we found that most of our deals, especially when we're wholesaling houses, Todd, when the owner is not living there, whether it's a tenant or it's vacant, it's just so much easier to disposition that property. And like mm-hmm. the sales cycle is a lot shorter too, because you don't have to wait for the owner to find a new place to move to, like yeah. you just get the tenant. So I like absentee owners where they've owned the property for more than 15 years, because usually there's deferred maintenance. Generally, it's got a lot of equity. Yeah, And um, you know we run into a lot of her- inherited situations mm-hmm. uh, from that absentee owner list because the owner just doesn't. That's yeah. interesting because that's a pretty competitive list, right? But it's just vanilla. Yeah. But I, I do wonder, I do like your reasoning, right? I mean, everything, the reasoning why you said that, by the way, if you are listening to this, an absentee list just means that the owner doesn't live there, right? That they live yeah. someplace else. And so if you look on the tax records, the address is different from where they live, right? Versus yeah. the property address. So that's how they know. Before we end today's episode, I just want to invite you to a special replay of a live training that Todd Toback and Brent Daniels did recently on Novations. In the training, they shared exactly what Novations are and why Novations are not only one of the best kept secrets in real estate, but also one of the most powerful and potentially most important tools that you need right now to have in your arsenal in this changing market. 
To view this training, head over to NovationsTraining.com. That is Novations, N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S, Training.com. Put in your information and let Todd and Brent show you this incredible method for not only surviving in this new market, but also prospering in this new market. One more time, that is NovationsTraining.com. And if you are interested in learning directly from Todd, his strategies, his methods for doing these kinds of deals, and having him personally mentor you on how to implement Novations into your real estate business, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com. That is NovationsBootCamp.com. There is currently a waiting list uh, for this, but I believe he will be opening up the program again sometime in November. There are quite a few people on that list. Obviously, a lot of smart wholesalers know that this is the future, so they want to be ahead of the curve. So to get on that wait list, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com and enter your information, and they will let you know when the program opens up again. All right, let's get back into the episode. Where do you pull that list from? PropStream. PropStream. Nothing crazy. Right. Just PropStream. We use ListSource too for like unknown equity list, but everyone always talks about, oh, PropStream, everyone has it. We run into deals sometimes where we probably pulled the same list that every investor pulled. Yeah. And the seller sold us the property. And, and we don't, you know, we didn't know maybe there was competition, maybe there wasn't. But the way I look at it, at least with direct mail, and the reason I love mail so much is because it's all about timing, right? So if you mail enough units out, right, like the first postcard the seller gets, they mm-hmm. might not want to sell. But when you send them the third postcard and their tenant didn't pay rent, they're like, oh my gosh, I got your postcard. And like, yeah. this is perfect. Like I you know, didn't even know you guys existed. Well, you did. You just didn't call us till the third time. So if you don't mail consistently, you're, you're basically wasting your money. Well, let me go back to this. So Greg, you said something that's pretty, um, pretty profound. And I want to uh, put some coaching in for the audience. So there's two things here. And I always say success leaves clues, right? Success leaves clues. So number one, when you were talking about bandit signs, right? You said that you had a system and that you were doing it yes. week after week after week after week after week. If you do bandit signs once, uh, forget it. You're wasting your time, right? And so yeah. if you keep doing the same thing and you're like, boom, boom, boom. If you see me on video right now, right now I'm poking my hand, right? In the same spot, like, you know, eventually you're going to you're gonna cut your hand, right? If you keep moving around, it doesn't hurt, right? And so that focus really does it. The same thing with a male. Sounds like you said consistency, right? It's hitting that same list multiple times, right? Eventually, you're going to hit them at the right the, the time. That's the moment. All right. So, Greg, this is awesome, awesome stuff. So, hey, can you, I share a quick story on direct mail that they just, just sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. This, this is a good lesson. All right. So, I really love running direct mail campaigns. It's just like it's just like an ATM machine, right? Like when you do it the right way, yeah. it's like just predictable revenue. I did a mail campaign. This was like three years ago. I remember we did a big mail campaign. We're spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The first two drops were complete garbage. And right. I was getting like really frustrated because usually we'll get a return like within 60, 65 days. Right. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop another one because I know we're doing the right stuff here, but like there's, I'm going to drop another one. So far, we have a zero ROI. I'm at like probably 10 grand. I get a call on the third. This is when I was a one man show. I got a call from this lady on the third drop. 79 Hudson Drive, New Windsor, New York. She calls me. She goes, Greg, got your third uh, postcard. And uh, I was ignoring all the other ones, but I need to get out of this property. And I need to be out of here within 30 days. I need to go to North Carolina. And you need to come over here right now and make me an offer. And long story short, we rehabbed that property. We made like $75,000 or something like like net. And the whole direct mail campaign after that was just 
like, I think we got like an eight to one return on the entire yeah. campaign. Yeah, but if yeah, I didn't yeah. nail that third cycle, yeah. I would have lost out on a 75K fix and flip that was a you know monster. So Well, I think you, you have to look at marketing as a long-term investment, right? Where you invest, you is. invest, invest, and invest. There's a time of planting, right? And then there's a plan to harvest, yes. right? And there's the yes. planting and then the, the harvest. And so if you are continually sowing, you will continually harvest. It's the up and down that kills yes. people. All right, Greg. So yeah. let's give people your two pieces of advice, two pieces of advice that uh, have really helped you, you know, that going from there, if you had to give two pieces of advice for someone listening, what would they be? Okay. My first piece of advice is to always be sharpening your sales and marketing skills, whether you're a one-man show or whether you have a team. If you can master consistent marketing channels one by one, not all at the same time, so what I mean by that is like, if you can get really good at mail, make that extremely profitable and do it consistently over time, and then you can move on to the next marketing channel, might be Google ads or calling or texting. If you can just nail and scale your marketing channels and your marketing skills, you'll predictably have leads every single day in your business mm -hmm. for you or your team to you know, serve. Second thing is sales process. When you can really develop solid communication skills, and I recommend the No Limits uh, selling system, it's great. When you could get your sales process dialed in to where you can qualify leads and convert closable deals, mm -hmm. every single month you're going to make money, right? Every single, I mean, you know, you might have some up and down months, but for the most part, every month you're going to make money, not because you're getting lucky, Todd, because you have the skills required to be successful every single day, right? right? It's like if you know the formula and you implement the formula, which is really sales and marketing, then you can hire a team responsibly and actually like, bring business in every month. So the first thing is you got to get good at sales and marketing. And then the second thing I would say, this is not really a real estate thing specifically, but it's really working on your self-image, right? There's a great book I love called Psycho Cybernetics. Mm -hmm. And then there's another guy I follow called Ed Milet. And he talks about like, you're never, and I think you've mentioned this before, like you're never going to exceed your right. thermostat, right? So if, if you are like a 70 degree person and you want hundred degree results, and you have not increased your thermostat to 100 degrees, no matter what happens to you, you're always going to find a way to get back to your baseline. So right. you got to really work on your self-image and your beliefs and raise your standards every day. Yeah. Because when you start to raise that, right, the, the results will start to flow in. And then even if you have a couple setbacks, if your, your self-image is set at a certain you know, level, you're going to find a way over time to overcome those obstacles and get back to where you want to get to. Right. Awesome, 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 Greg. So by the way, I know you, we spoke a little bit. I think you said you've done some novations. Uh, Greg has done that. Yeah. I talked about that in the good news, by the way. If you want to know more about how we are novating in this market, right now the market is shifting, buyer is changing. If you're looking to get top dollar for your property, selling to retail buyers without cash, without credit, without taking on the risk of this market, go to No Limits Real Estate Investing.com forward slash DTR. No Limits Real Estate Investing.com forward slash DTR. Greg, awesome having you on the show. Dude, it was awesome to be here, man. This was a great interview and uh, it's cool to be a guest on a show that I listen to a lot. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, they can email me, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com or they can follow me on Instagram at grego underscore 37. Put out awesome. content. Awesome, awesome. Remember that link, nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR if you want to know more about how we are novating in this market. Talk to you soon. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. 
We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.